I want to say a few things by way of introduction. Now, if you missed this morning, I'll catch you up. Uh, I, I preached on a world event that happened Saturday and is still happening tonight. And sometimes when you do that, folks uh, think you're cherry picking and trying to uh, just talk about the times. But I want to say something to you. I, after going to the Religious Freedom Rally uh, yesterday, I'm so glad I went. Amen. I was given some insight that I honestly, I knew some of it, but honestly, I didn't know the impact. You have no idea what the preachers of the past, even though some of them I differ with in eschatology, and the preachers of the past, especially in the Revolutionary War, the impact they had on this country that led to the First Awakening and the Second Awakening. And I've been asked why we're not having an awakening. I... I I don't know, I don't think I have all the answer, and, um, but I, I think I do have some. We just don't preach like they preach. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily on all the beliefs we have. I'm not, I talk about that. They dealt with stuff back then that were, I mean, they dealt with stuff that was happening in the government. Yeah. That's right. And when they dealt with it, many of them, those preachers, that preached a sermon, and then it wasn't long after a law was passed. Now, I'm telling the truth. Amen. Now, here's what's happening in our day. Because of this enigma and this false teaching saying that we don't have no right in the government, that's bred into our congregations as if we can't preach on the issues of today because we are crossing the line. No, no, we're not crossing the line. We are to impact our country. We are to impact behavior. What has happened is we have backed off because some of these, uh, I don't even know if I'm going to get to where I want to preach tonight. Uh, some of these groups, they'll be the alphabet. I can't pronounce all the, they add something every day, so I can't pronounce it. But the alphabet group, I mean, they have so intimidated us. They have. That we won't say something. I mean, how long be honest with you? We took a little stand and Lord God have mercy. They threatened the IRS on us. They threatened all kinds of stuff on us. They threatened to turn us into this and turn us into that. Dear God. And you know what? That intimidates a lot of people. And then what happens is preachers just keep their mouth shut. Because they're frightened. They're frightened. And it is nerve-wracking. You don't like to think somebody's going to come after you because some group turns you in and hates your guts. But I want you to know tonight, we need to preach the Word. Amen. And that's all of the Word. 
And if it crosses into culture, hey, by the way, the Bible talks about gender. God made a man and he made a woman. The Bible talks about same-sex marriage. It's, it's wicked. And you say, well, you get, you, you're going to get in trouble, preacher. Why am I going to get in trouble? I'll tell you why we're getting in trouble. We've lost our voice. We've lost our courage. We won't stand up for what's right anymore because we're so scared of the repercussions that's going to come on us. And you say, well, well, what if somebody comes in and kills you? I am no better than the Baptist martyrs of the past. And if it happens to me, it just happened. I ain't wanted. Please don't do it. But I want you to die. And uh, Chad will take my bullets. I say amen. But I want you to know something. We are so intimidated and frightened that we have shut our mouth. And now tonight, I'm talking about prophecy. Ah. This morning, yeah, I was devastated when I saw what happened in Israel. Was y'all? I mean, over 600 of their citizens dead. Many of them drug out of their house, throats cut. Some of the kids saw their moms and dads' throats cut. Savage. And then we hear some of these Pinko liberals get up and say they had it coming. They didn't have it coming. No more than any group would have it coming. And compared them to apartheid, I want everyone here to look at me before I go any further in this message. You all listen? Syria? That's actually Israel, and will be. Amen. Jordan, actually their land. That's right. Lebanon, Amen. their land. Right. Hello? Yeah. The, right. Their land extends all the way to the river Euphrates. That's right. They're only occupying about one twentieth of what is theirs. Yeah. But they're told that they're occupiers. And this world hates Israel. Hitler killed six million Jews. I know we got some Baptist preachers, Stephen, Crazy, Anderson. And if you watch him and listen to him, you ought not be left alone. Who, who, who don't believe in the Holocaust? Well, go over to Israel to the Holocaust Museum. Go to Washington, D.C., and come back to me and tell me there was no Holocaust. There was. And ladies and gentlemen, there is going to be a second Holocaust during the tribulation period. It's going to be so massive and so ugly. It looks like the whole nation's going to be dissolved. Then that's when King Jesus is going to come back and rescue his people. And set David back on the phone and Christ on David's throne and David co-reach it. And then we're going to run this place. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. 
I know some of you said, what is into you today? I just think we need revival. I just think they need, I think our pulpits need fire in them again. I know I'm an old man, and I, I preached so hard this morning, I tweaked my ankle. I know I'm crazy. I, I know I'm an old man. I'm not as physically fit, but I want y'all to know you're going to get everything this old man got the rest of his life because we need somebody to stand. Amen. Amen. I hope somebody amens me at least twice tonight. All right, let me, I know I'm, you don't even know what to do, do you? I know you don't. Don't worry. Go back to Matthew 24. Uh, I just wanted to clear me off a place. I want to say this as you turn to Matthew 24, and we're slowing down a little bit from where we Jeff, I'm going to slow down a little bit. I, I, I preached so fast this morning. I didn't, my head was swimming when I left. I'm going to try not to go so fast. But turn to Matthew 24. And somewhere in Matthew 24, would you, would you write down, this is about Israel, this chapter, and it's not about the church. This is about the tribulation period and not about the church. And I, I will say this, I, I, I know, Andrew, you, you, you've seen it and uh, I, I've seen it, Chad's seen it. Now, there's some guys, and I think, you know, I don't think they're lost. I, I'm not going to judge them. But have tried to do this. They have tried to replace Israel with the church. And that's called replacement theology. That is false. Now, you've got to understand why they have to do that. How many of y'all understand why they have to do that? Does anybody know why they have to do that? Oh, I know. See, most of them are Calvinists, right? So, here's what they have to do. See, you cannot be a Calvinist and pull it out of the Bible. You've got to fit it in. And then you've got to twist it. Here's what they do. How many read Romans 9, 10, and 11? Raise your hand. Talks a lot about election. They teach, it's talked about individual election. Andrew, you're elected to be saved, but your girlfriend's elected to be lost. I'm sorry. And you're elected to be saved, but you're elected to be lost, and you're saved, and I'm not sure about character, and... and uh, but hold on a minute. But they take Romans 9, 10, and 11 and twist it to bring individual elections. When, when all three chapters, if you especially read Romans chapter number 11, it's talking about corporate election of Israel. Amen. And that God's going to preserve that nation and that nation's going to be saved. And that nation's going to be restored to its glory. Amen. They're blind right now. Right. In part. Amen. One day their eyes are going to be open. Revelation 1-7 said they're going to see him. The one that they crucified. The one that they pierced. 
Y'all with me? I don't know. Just hang in there, will you? So go back to Matthew 24. Here's where I was this morning, and I, I'm, I promise I'm going to get. You say, you're not going to go very far tonight. Does that matter? No. Sometimes my sermons are like soap operas. You just keep coming. You know, they'll, we'll get them back. Some of y'all nod your head. I can always tell the soap op- op- opera people here. Listen in verse number six. And ye shall hear of wars and what? Rumors of wars. See ye not, see that ye be not troubled. Well, I am troubled. It troubles me when I see 600 wonderful Jewish people slaughtered. I was weeping yesterday. I was troubled. But he said, don't be troubled. He said, this, here's why he said this. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes and divers places. And all, the, all these are... are and all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. Who's you up to be afflicted? And ye, and shall kill you. And you'll be hated of all nations. Who is that? That's not the church. The church is a mystery. We're a mystery. We weren't mentioned in the Old Testament. Absolutely not. It talks about the 70 weeks of Daniel and then it has Messiah being cut off at the 69th week and then boom, it leaves everything. You wonder, okay, then Christ had to come back and start his millennial or start the tribulation and then the millennial. But it left out something, a gap between the 69th week of Daniel and the 70th week of Daniel, what is it? It's the church age. And that's why I am a, and don't get upset about this, and and if you're a reform type, don't get mad at me. I'm not a historical premillennialist. I am a dispensational premillennialist. I'm not a hyper-dispensational. I'm not a nuthead. But I am a dispensational premillennialist. And I'm pre-trib. That means the church goes out before the trib. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. But Matthew 24, it's not talking about that. It's talking about the tribulation period. It's talking about things to come. And we talked about wars this morning. I, I, I mentioned this morning, Psalm 83, and I, I told you that's the war of extermination. I won't go over all I preached this morning, but the goal, the goal of the Palestinians, those goal of Hezbollah and Hamas is one thing, wipe out Israel. And here's the sad part. Many in our country has adopted that philosophy. 
Somebody said, do you think we'll be a sheep nation? I had no clue. As it goes, I don't think so. But hear me out. Now, here's the issue that's tough. is putting a timeline when all these wars. See, when he said wars are more than those are wars, a lot of people preach, well, Armageddon can happen today. Armageddon can't happen today. Armageddon comes when the second coming of Christ comes. It can't happen today. At best, it's a thousand seven years. And I think it's more than that. That leads me to some of my teaching to start with. You getting ready? Now, I am going to try to frame these messages. I've got, I think, nine, Chad, nine wars before a war is abolished. And you said, do you know everything about that? No, I don't know at all. Do y'all? But I know some. And what I know, I'm going to give y'all in the next few weeks. Is that okay? Now, I'm going to give you a a proposition tonight. Can I give you a proposition? Now, the first two wars, and I didn't discuss one of them this morning, and I, I won't discuss it all the way right now. I'll just mention it or the war of extermination and the war with the first war with Gog and Magog, when they going to happen? You ever thought about it? When they going to happen? Now, I personally believe, Chad, the war of extermination could happen any time. Somebody asked me today, I was talking to a preacher. Uh, we just got on the subject. It's not, can I preach well tonight? Um, is that okay? Amen. All in favor? Okay, no, no, never mind. I don't want to be voted down, okay? I was preaching, I talked to a friend of mine who's, who loves prophecy. And him and I are trying to analyze. I, I don't know if what's going on over is a boiling point, And then it's going to come back down like it has. Or it is going to fulfill the 83rd chapter of Psalms and Israel goes ahead and exterminates everybody. All those inner Muslim nations. Now, I don't know. I'm not sure Russia is ready to come down because they're in a lot of conflicts themselves. So I'm not sure. When you start analyzing all this, you're not, I'm not certain. But I want all y'all to know something. Look at me. What happened over there yesterday is just one of the beginnings of that place totally erupting and Israel taking care of business. And they have to take care of business and destroy those nations in around them. And then they have to be in security, somewhat secure for Russia because Russia's going to come down on them when they're in security. I'll show you that maybe in a moment. Y'all all with me? How many's with me? Amen. Uh, sometimes I don't know if y'all's with me or not. Uh, if you nod your head, that means you ain't, okay? Uh, so, but I want to show you something I believe. Uh, throw up that uh, pre-tribulationalism. Uh, okay, good. How much can see that? Can y'all see that okay? I don't, I can see it. Can y'all see it? How many can see it? You can see it? Good. I right, notice that, notice that, uh, 
Notice that. How many see the cross? Now there it says 2014. This is an old, old, old picture, okay? I just got it off the internet. Uh, it's an old picture. You can put 2023 there. It don't, that's, that'd be fine. And then we have the rapture. Now here is the problem. When's these wars going to happen? Now I'm going to give you a hypothesis or I'm going to tell you the truth and then you can figure it all out later. I personally believe that, you know, we have uh, what is called gap theorists. How many of you know what a gap theorist is? That's somebody believes there's Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and there was time in between those two, and there's a gap and all that stuff. I don't believe that. I don't believe in a gap theory, but I do believe in a gap fact. I personally believe there is a gap, listen, between the rapture and the tribulation period. Y'all all with me? How many still alive? You said, wait a minute. Is that in the Bible? I wouldn't be preaching it if it wasn't. Now, I'm going to prove that, and I will prove that in a moment. Here, here, here's my reasoning, okay? Um, here's my reasoning. Okay? There's seven reasons. Uh, can you flip me up to them? You got me there? Here's, what, here's why I think there's a gap. I personally believe, I, I'm not sure the... I think the war of extermination will be during, after the rapture, but it may not be, Lois. But I do believe Russia's war will be after the rapture. And I'll tell you how, I'm going to tell you where, where I think it's at. I think Russia's war, I'm going to prove this in a minute, is three and a half years before the rapture. And then... You say, why do you believe that? Well, I'll show you in a minute, but I'm, I'll go ahead and tell you, then I'll show you. Because it says this. Doesn't it say this, Andrew? Uh, Chad? That when Russia comes down and they're defeated and the hook is put in their jaw and God supernaturally kills them, all but one, sixth or seventh, y'all tell me later. It says this. See, I, I'm trying to, I'm meticulous. It says, y'all listen? How many listen? It says it takes seven years to burn the weapons of war. And that precisely takes, if it happens three and a half years before the tribulation, that'll take you right to the mid part of the tribulation period. When the Antichrist walks in the temple, and declares himself to be God. Mm. Y'all still with me? Now here's the reasons. The tribulation is not initiated by the rapture. Daniel 9.27 said, And he shall make a covenant, confirm a covenant with many for a week, that he there is the Antichrist, who's going to make a peace pact, and that's in Revelation chapter number 6. Y'all with me? The rapture doesn't start the tribulation period. The appearance of the Antichrist starts the tribulation period. Secondly, I, I'm just going to 
fast with this. Y'all all with me? I love to teach. Do y'all like to hear it? Secondly, a time lapse between Revelation 4 and 6. There is a time lapse. I, I want to tell you what happens. Uh, uh, just let me tell you what happens. Between Revelation 4 and 5. How many knows what happens? This is good preaching right here. Here's what happens. Revelation 4, 1, rapture. Revelation 4, 4, uh, judgment seat of Christ. Revelation 4, 8 through 11, the worship of God. The Revelation 14, the casting of the crowns. Revelation 5, 1 and 2, the book or scroll or title deed of the earth is revealed. Then Revelation 5, 5, uh, 5, 5 through 5, 7, the lamb is revealed. Revelation chapter 5, 8 through 12, worship of the lamb. And then the lamb opens the seven seal book. And that is when the Antichrist is revealed. Somebody help me preach. And he comes with a bow and no arrows. And he's going to make a covenant. Does it not make sense with you, Lois? This makes sense to me. I don't know. Anybody else's makes sense? After that war of extermination, after that chaos of the war of Russia, this world's wanting peace by now. And here comes the false Christ. I'm going to tell you how he's going to come. You want to know how he's going to come? He's coming on a white horse. Yes, he is. You're kidding me, preacher. I thought Jesus was coming on a white horse. He is. Right, Chad? But the Antichrist coming on a white horse. There's a difference. Jesus is coming with a sword that proceeds out of his mouth, which is the word of God. Y'all are liking this. Woo! Man, I was thinking about that today. I really was. I thought about the rapture today. I thought about the second coming. I thought about me mounting up a white on a white horse. I thought about everything today. I'll tell you, I'm juiced. Could you think about being raptured in the air? And meet your king and not have to go through all them woes and all those seals and all those trumpets. We just get a watch. But when it's all over and that angel puts a foot on the land and the sea, who I think may be Christ, who I don't know for sure, we're coming back on white horses and we'll be the armies of heaven. Hey, some of y'all say, I ain't, how many's never rode a horse? Raise your hand. Never rode one. Just a few of you. How many's rode a horse? You ain't never took a ride like this ride. <laughs> hey, man. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't even know if I'm going to. Can I just shout for about three minutes? Whoa, 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 whoa. Man, we're getting raptured out. We're going to be in heaven for seven years. We're going to be up there rejoicing around the throne. And then we're going to come back and get married. And then we're going to... How many remember your honeymoon? I didn't have one for six months. I didn't have one at first. I had to wait six months to Marguerite save some money up. She made more money than I did. And it was a good honeymoon. But can you think, look, church, can you think of a thousand-year honeymoon? 
and we get to run this place? Somebody help me preach. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm going to blow that clock right off the back of the wall. Another reason for the gap in the rapture is the global chaos after the rapture. How, hold a minute. Have you ever thought about the chaos when we leave? I, I had to tell you something about some people that go across the road in that church over there. And I, I don't have nothing against I ain't talked about them bad. I'm just telling you something they said about us. You know, it wasn't me talking about them. Don't you go over and say I say anything I you about them. They just talked about me once. It wasn't so bad, Duck. It really wasn't. But we had a big day. And then we filled the parking lot up. I think it was during the Gulf War and everybody was praying back in. Ain't praying now, but just praying back in. And, and we had a big patriotic day, Lois. It was awesome. You probably remember it. The place was full. And uh, as over saying, oh, there they go again. That's what they say. Well, there they go again. Uh, Preacher Smith got them over doing some kind of stupid stuff. Well, one of these days, I'm going to tell them and everybody else, when I get raptured out here, they're going to say, there they go again. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Y'all all with me? Are we having fun? Is it okay to smile in church? Is it okay to enjoy Jesus? Is it okay to rejoice that he's coming back and that he is still in control and everything that is happening right now, it's not chaos to him because it's all in his hand and in his direction because he's a sovereign God. Amen. 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 Am I all right? Y'all don't mind the me break him when I get done and start back next Sunday night, do you? Let your heart not be troubled. And if it's raptured, Chad will finish this series. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Now nah, he'll turn it off to David King. Amen. David gets everything. Where you at, David? Sit back up. What are you doing way back here? You ain't worth a nickel. Did I say that? <laughs> then the fourth reason I believe the gap, gap between the rapture and the tribulation is the sequence of Daniel 7. And y'all go back to Daniel 7, 23 and 24, all the way through 28, you'll, you'll see the sequence. Then fifthly, uh, the revelation of the Antichrist. Now, listen to this. Second Thessalonians, is that, is that on the board? Two, six through eight. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. That's the Antichrist. For the mystery of iniquity, not mystery of godliness, not mystery of the church, doth already work. There's a spirit of the Antichrist here right now. Only he who now letteth will let until he what? Be taken out of the way. And then that wicked, then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. You said, whoa, 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 wh
What's holding him back? What's holding him back, Andrew? What's holding him back? The Holy Spirit. Well, let me ask you another question. Where's the Holy Spirit? Somebody help me. Y'all back here dying and going to sleep on me? You got the Holy Spirit. And when God jerks the Holy Spirit out, guess what? You're going with it. Well, with him. Does that make anybody happy? Well, let me illustrate that. Can I illustrate it? Can I illustrate it? This is, you smokers will know, okay? Uh, what? Take a box of matches, wooden matches. You know the old long kind where you get light and they say lit and you can smoke your cigar with them? You know what I'm talking about. Take a box of matches, throw them wooden matches down on the table. Then, 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 take a box of stick pins. You know what a stick pin is? I had one in my hide the other day. A pin. And put it on the table. And, here, and do this, do this. Go home and do this. He'll help you. He'll bless you. Get your magnet and start waving them over them, them, them wooden matches. I want to tell you what, I'll guarantee it, ain't nothing going to happen. But then what I want you to do after you get done with that, take them. Well, I've done this. I got goosebumps on my back of my neck right now. Whoa! Then take that magnet over top of those stick pins. You know what's going to happen? Them suckers are going to be snatched up. You know why? They got the same nature that the magnet has. Oh, I can't understand myself right now. I'm about to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Woo. I've got that nature that matches his nature. And when God says, I'm bringing my spirit out, which is his nature, guess what happens? I'm going with it. Anybody here happy about that? You see, this world's so chaotic, it's so crazy. I want you to know something. God has it under control. By the way, sixth reason, the peace of the Antichrist. Revelation 6, 2, he's going to make peace. And then there's going to be a martyrdom after the rapture. Now, folks are going to get saved at the rapture. And people are going to die for the faith. And you know where they're going to be put? They're going to be put under the altar. Their soul is. And they're going to cry out, how long? How long? Till we're revenged. And, and then an answer is given until the rest of your brethren. And I want you all to know something. Can I... Can I start being evangelical now? Can I, can I start? 
make an application because I'm going to have to quit. Can I make an application? This bothers me. Why aren't we more faithful? Huh? Sir, why aren't you saved? Why are you sitting back in there and saying, I, I believe in God and I believe in Christ and I believe he was buried and died and rose again? I tell you, we need to get at it. Real quick. Let me ask you. I want to ask you a question. Anybody in your family lost? Raise your hand. Got anybody in your family lost? Okay. Anybody have a best friend lost? Anybody got distant family lost? What are you doing about it? We are living in the most apathetic day. And by the way, that goes with Scripture. Said there'll be a great falling away first. And I want to tell you what, we're the only thing holding back all hell. And if we're the only thing holding back all hell, aren't we, Allison, isn't that true? Why aren't we emptying our track racks? Why aren't we knocking on more doors? Why aren't we having their neighbors over and giving them some coffee and a donut and tell them the gospel? I'll tell you why. You want to know why? Because both of us don't really believe he's coming soon. We don't believe we, we, we articulate it. You amen while I preach. But if we really believed it, we would be aggressively trying to reach this world with Christ. Somebody asked me, and I'm glad that Angie had the idea. She, it was birthed in Angie about this health and safety day. Well, I am concerned about the community's health. But if I can show an act of kindness that day and reveal to them some help physically, by the way, ain't nobody going to listen to you by you simply saying I care until you show them you care. And I want you to know something. I know I'm past seven, but just hang in there. I'm burdened right now. I'm burdened, Chad. I'm burdened that some of us have lost our fire. Some of us lost our joy. And by the way, there are a lot of joy robbers out there. But I'm going to say this. This might be, sound ugly, but I'm not meaning to be. It's your fault if you let them steal your joy. Amen. Amen. We got everything to be joyful about. Amen. I mean, hold a minute. You are God's elect. 
I don't mind saying that. That's Bible. I'm like D.L. Moody, the whosoever wills, the God's elect, and whosoever wants are the, the non-elect. You're God's elect, and he's not going to make you go through that period of wrath, and he's going to take you to heaven during that period of wrath, and he's going to allow you to come back on a white horse, and he's going to allow you to enter into Millennium and have a honeymoon with him, and he's even going to allow you, Denny, to rule with him. And we sit here. Oh, you're here. I didn't recognize you. Am I preaching all right? You're doing good, my brother. How y'all doing? Fine. I'll get back to y'all in a minute. I love these people. You said you're crazy. I am, but I'm screwed on. I might be a nut, but I'm screwed on the right boat. Amen. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get off this. I'm trying. You know what? Can I ask you? I, I, I love all y'all. And some of you here that you're lost, I love you as much as I do my church members. Right? At this moment, I love you more because I want you saved. And you hear me preach Sunday after Sunday. Do you believe Christ coming? Do you believe he died? Do you believe he was buried? Do you believe he rose again? Then trust him. Um, I promise I'll get to the next war next week. We'll talk about Russia next week. But I'm not concerned about Russia right now. I'm concerned about every family in this room. How much burden do you have? I think you could show God by coming around this altar. And I'm thinking about you, sinner. You ought to get saved tonight. I don't know if you're lost or not. You ought to get saved tonight. Let's stand. I'm not going to beg you. I'm just going to ask you if you're lost, come up around this altar. Let's take a Bible and show you how to be saved. And I'm going to ask you tonight, if you're saved, why don't you come around this altar and do business with God? Father, touch.